most people just don't have a very diet. And so, like, they're eating good foods. But, I mean, when I ask people, like, typically, like, let's be honest, how many different vegetables are you eating in a week? And even myself, like, I eat broccoli basically every day. Mm -hmm. I, but it's simple. Like, it's my go-to. Yeah. But I'm not eating, like, all the blues, oranges, purples, yellows. And so, I'm, all I'm doing is getting a little bit every day of my micronutrients that I need. And then I try to eat the best diet I can. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about that. Like, we're missing the seasonality of things. And I was thinking about that, too, living in Los Angeles. So I was like, I eat well, but I'm really eating the same things, like, in the same sort of macro and micronutrients all the time. Um, I want to talk about glucose because I feel like this is sort of a conversation where people are way more interested in their blood sugar mm -hmm. um, and their blood sugar levels and understanding them. I think most people are interested in it because they have heard of a correlation between, like, your weight and fat mm -hmm. and blood sugar and your body composition. So I guess, is there truth to that? Or what is the relationship between blood sugar, your weight, and your body composition? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one because when you look at this, and, and this is what we, before I opened my functional medicine practice in, in Boston, I had a essentially a nutrition personal training uh, studio. And all we did was help people transform their bodies. Like that's literally all we did, hundreds of thousands of appointments. And the easiest way to do that is through metabolic conditioning workouts and a lower carb diet with a little bit extra protein so they don't become too catabolic and a slight caloric deficit. You don't even need a large caloric deficit. A lot of people say you do to a degree. I think most people's bodies are dramatically inflamed. And so a lot of this weight that we're holding is what we like to refer to as, as like toxic water weight. And people don't like that word toxic, but when you're inflamed, you're holding a tremendous amount of puffiness in your body. That's not body fat. That's water. That never needs to come back. So we have body fat, and we've got this inflammation, and we're, we're working on that. So now, kind of bringing it up to speed, what we do is we do a very specific functional medicine detox, and we also have a program called the Fatlocity Program. I don't love the name, but it is what it is. And it's low-carb for 21 days because it works. Like, we know low-carb works. The problem is this. I would say for the vast majority of women, if you continue with a low-carb diet, meaning just vegetables. So we don't, we don't go, we say unlimited amount of vegetables because we're going for two to three cups with every meal. And then we've got lean proteins, whatever you like, vegan, paleo, et cetera. And then we've got healthy fats, typically avocado, olive oil. You can have other types as well, some coconut oil, things like that. Okay, so pretty basic, like nothing revolutionary there. Okay, what works though is that you cannot maintain that diet for most women. Because what we found is this. So then we're bordering more towards, again, like people could say that's a keto-based diet. It's not a keto diet. A keto diet cannot be high protein. So a lot of people are eating high protein diets, eating steaks and all that, saying they're on a keto diet. If you were to test for ketones, I'm guaranteeing you're not showing ketones unless you're only eating one meal a day where you're going on an extended fast. Because protein is made up of amino acids, which can be converted to glucose. Like if oh. your body needs it, it will convert it to glucose. Like it has no problem doing that. And so... What we're looking at is, okay, three weeks, reset the body's overall hormone, glucose levels, et cetera, but then we need to start to reintroduce carbohydrates. So we actually are typically going with a low glycemic berry in the morning, typically like wild blueberries as part of a smoothie or something like that. We're cutting cortisol, we're fixing thyroid levels because thyroid levels will plummet in women. This is what, again, this is what we've seen. We've run hundreds of thousands of labs. We've met with over a quarter million client appointments. We have a massive amount of data. And again, I have no dog in the race. I don't care what diet is best. But I'll tell you, women following a low-carb diet for more than four to six weeks typically causes their TSH to begin to rise above a three. That's a sign that you're moving into hypothyroidism. That's testosterone? Uh, thyroid stimulating hormone. Okay, okay. So when some women 
with that stress, their testosterone will go up, progesterone will go down, they'll be estrogen dominant, and so now this is the beginning of PCOS. You might say, well, PCOS is also predicated uh, by these higher levels of glucose. Yeah, it can be, but, but that starts with the stress as well. Wow. Mm. So what we do is we say yes to a low-carb diet to settle things out. But if you've already been on a low-carb diet for the last two years, the 21 days isn't going to do anything. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like if you're going and you just said, oh, I give up for the last few months. Okay, we're going to reset you with that. But then we're going to, we have to be able to get your body adapted to be able to eat carbohydrates again. You have to mm -hmm. be able to eat carbohydrates. If not, you just eliminated an entire macronutrient group and you only have two others, protein and fat. And, and there's a lot of people that will try to convince you that you only need those two. But it's not true for a well-working nervous system. And by the time you get to your 40s and 50s, it's not happening. Maybe in your 20s, in your 20s, you can get away with a lot. Yeah. Are you saying then, are you talking about carbohydrates because glucose is converted or carbohydrates are converted into glucose? That's right. Is that okay? So that's why people are most uh, concerned about with that. Carbs, right. Because okay. you're really not going to get a protein. <clears throat> so it's actually not true. And that's why um, I don't think you need to do it forever. Mm -hmm. But using a continuous glucose monitor yeah. is really helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, in the beginning, though, if you're someone who has imbalanced blood sugar, you will react to all your carbohydrates. But if let's say you eat a meal and it is like just a whey protein shake. Okay. Well, a whey protein shake will certainly spike your blood sugar levels. No sugar in that. Why? Well, because the glycemic load of that and whey protein in an empty stomach will spike blood sugar levels. Oh. A coffee, if it puts you into fight or flight, will spike your blood sugar levels because it will spike cortisol levels in some people, the caffeine. So not a, not a decaf, but a caffeinated beverage will. And then you start the glucose-based response. And so, again, our job is to be able to incorporate an intermittent fast, 12, 14, or 16 mm -hmm. hours, depending on the individual. But we also want to get in three meals per day. I know a lot of people are doing two now, but if we go back to those micronutrients, how do you get all the micronutrients you need in two meals a day? So, and there is something to being like people are getting so or trying to be so thin mm -hmm. that they're catabolic. They're breaking down their hair, their skin, their nails. They're, they're aging their bodies faster than they need to be because their bodies are always at a deficit. Mm -hmm. So I think we'd be careful too. Okay, in the short term, sure, you're thinner. But in the long term, you're, you're really wearing your body out because you're operating below your capacity of fuel. Mm. Yeah, I think that, you know, <laughs> that that idea of especially people, I think, around our age are really eating and adjusting lifestyle and supplementing and all these things for now. Yeah. Which is <clears throat> it makes sense. And we're also, you know, not thinking about 10, 20, 30 years from now and what it could be doing. And so, yeah, I'm just wondering, I guess, what would you say to people our age? Maybe there's one or two things that they could do more or less of, eat more or less of, um, in order to kind of optimize that longevity and like youthfulness or vibrancy in later years. It always comes back to create an equilibrium or balance in your body. So that was the greatest thing I learned really through, through all of my studies is just, and, and for myself as well, is that you can pretty much do whatever you want if you balance it. So if you're an Olympic athlete, guaranteeing you're not sleeping eight hours a night, you're sleeping like 10, 11 hours a night because you're training five, six hours a day. Well, I can't train five or six hours a day, work 10 hours a day, have a family and like it doesn't work. So whatever you're doing, your output has to match. So I always, I always say this to people because we work with a lot of people with um, like post-viral syndrome or myalgic encephalomyelitis, which is like um, basically flu-like symptoms all the time or Addison's disease mm -hmm. or adrenal burnout, whatever you want to refer to it as. And 
I always say to these, these people, because I was one of those people, I say, you have to look at everything you're doing for the next few months or so. Is this bringing in energy or am I giving out energy? Because you need to bank some energy. You need to bring it in. So if you are someone that's feeling worn out, depleted, irritable, overwhelmed, tired, low energy, low libido, low vitality, should you be doing high intensity interval training, low carb, low calorie, work, 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 not a lot of sleep? That's a recipe for disaster. You can push through that for a while. Like you can just caffeinate your body and, you know, take some neurotransmitter precursors and just go. And that's why it's dangerous because you can push through it. But the end result is going to be much worse than if you started to create that balance now. Now, the good news is when you are healthy. So I'll just give an example. I am very fortunate that I got healthy before my first daughter was born 10 years ago. Because when you first have a baby, there's not a lot of sleep going on. And so what happens is if I wasn't in a healthy state, that would have pushed me into much deeper relapse of, mm-hmm. of sickness and disease. So, but the nice thing is for a certain period of time, like in college studying for your finals or in work, uh, a project that needs to get done with the deadline, you can do that when you're healthy. Then you get your extra rest and you kind of go with it after that. But if you are someone dealing with a real disease, you need to take a period of time where you're bringing energy in. Mm-hmm. So all the negative relationships and the negative stress. You need to distance yourself. And I did that actually when I was stressed. I distanced myself from a while from the uh, family, friends, coworkers or whatever that I felt were not a positive influence in my life. Kind of drew within a little bit for a period of time, hung out with the people that I found, I felt were like nurturing and, uh, and that I could be relaxed, that it was just me. And, and that, that, that was actually a big part of what I would say my treatment was actually wow. uh, finding that balance. Because I'm a go, go, go person by nature. So I feel myself getting there all the time. And I'm like, all right, we just need to bring it back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.